Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Oh, look, it's that wonderful time of the year. No, not Christmas. No, not Easter. No, it's... Spring Racing Carnival. No, not that. It's time for Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. (laughs) Can't wait to launch into this app today, Kevin. (laughs) We've got a wonderful entertainer on the show today. Oh, one of my faves. Mine too. And I have to say... Just about every single song from the uh, the band he made famous, um, there's not a song that you I don't the, like. You like the Twilights? <laughs> Were you a big Axiom fan? Wrong one. <laughs> Esperanto? Did you like their no, version of No, LRB, Stature? Little oh. River Band. Well, I'm older than you, so I'm, I remember seeing Glenn, Glenn in, in the Twilights uh, in the early days on television on Uptight and stuff, and they were a great band. And then, then Axiom followed that, and they were a great band. And then the Little River Band, I think... Probably the best Australian band ever. Glenn Shorrock is our guest yes. on the Food Bites podcast today, oh. along with his lovely wife, Irene. We're going to take a, a peek into their life. We most certainly are. How they met, uh, that'll come up. Uh, what <laughs> what Glenn did in the early days with eggs will oh. also come up. <laughs> it's not what you think, so stop no. thinking that. Stop thinking that right didn't now. didn't involve eating them, did it? It did not, but <laughs> stop thinking that. Uh, and our food poll today is a most interesting... Interesting one. Oh, it's a stodge fest. It's a stodge fest. It's a, it's a battle of the puddings. <laughs> oh, I think I've been called both those things. Jam, 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 roly-poly. Yep. And uh, golden syrup right. dumplings. We'll get to that, but first let's get to the wonderful uh, Glenn and Irene Shurik. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Out of you two, who's in charge in the kitchen? Oh, definitely Irene is, definitely. <laughs> Yes. I'm pleased about that too. <laughs> Are you a, uh, you consider yourself a, a pretty good cook, Irene? Uh, I used to be. Um, I think because I'm just cooking for the two of us now, it's not as good as it could be. But we eat a lot of fresh, healthy food, which is great. Yeah, that's mm. the best part yeah. about it. Mm. You know, we're lucky enough to be able to afford good good food and we do so. And, no, she's a, she is a great cook. Definitely. I do love cooking. Yeah. What sort of... And I love eating, so we're fine. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. What, what kind of things would we see on the uh, the menu regularly? Salmon, a lot of salmon and uh, beef patties that Glenn likes, a good piece of steak. Uh, if we're... Curry. Yeah, curries. We like curries. And risotto, I love making risotto. Minestrones, um, um, casseroles. Lots. All sorts of stuff. Mm. Curry chicken. But, you know, regular home-cooked food. food. So if Irene's out doing something else and you're stuck in the kitchen on your own, Glenn, Mm. what's the go-to? What gets you out of trouble? Uh, A fire brigade. (laughs) (laughs) The freezer, actually. He goes to the freezer. And puts it in the microwave. Yeah. Pre-prepared. And then after I burn it, I call the fiber. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, research shows me, uh, Glenn, that you were, uh, and I mean, given your, your um, early childhood years spent in England before coming here, you were very much um, used to the, the uh, good old meat and two veg on the table growing up. Yes, fish and chips and all that sort of stuff. A working class family. I remember coming to uh, Australia and being served spaghetti bolognese that was very exotic 
But but of course, it, in the fifties and sixties, it was the, very much a, a British colony, Australia. So we still had the meat and two veg. My father was invited to a well, we were all invited to a barbecue early in our lives here, and um, my my father said we served up a nice piece of steak with the salad, you know. And a Yorkshireman, you can't eat hot food and gold food together. <laughs> Be pushed to the side. <laughs> I love a sausage. <laughs> Are you a barbecue person, Glenn? Are you, you know, Mister? No, I'm not allowed. She does. Oh, okay. Jeez. Well, I'm pretty. I'm clumsy. You know, I've, during COVID, when um, Irene was in the next bedroom, in uh, quarantine, as it were. We've got a, a, a wardrobe that goes through, so I fed her through that wardrobe. You know, dinner's ready. You open the door, and there it is. And you push I push food through on the survey <laughs> hotel room, yeah, or, or jail, yeah. or jail. <laughs> and uh, well, I burnt my fingers quite a few times. In fact, I'm on television uh, soon, aren't I? Um, and and I really said. You got a band-aid on your finger. So I was holding the microphone. It's got a great big band-aid on it. Look out for it. It's coming up. <laughs> well, just on the subject of, of COVID and the pandemic, I mean, it was a surreal uh, time to say the least, and it affected all of us differently. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about the impact on uh, on you. Uh, well, professionally, um, all the gigs got cancelled, basically, um, such as they are these days. Um, but, um, well, it was an ongoing thing. It was a, uh, I, I can't really describe it. It's, I think it's changed a lot of our attitudes. It certainly made, um, um, the workforce change. It's very difficult to get, uh, tradies and all that sort of stuff done. I, I don't know whether you've experienced that, but we're having renovations done and that's impacted on it. And, um, of course, everybody in the in the uh, leisure industry or whatever, um, they can't get staff. Really, this no one wants to work because they've all got used to working from home. So it's changed a lot. Yeah, uh, you're back doing gigs again now, as everyone is. Thank goodness. Um, mm. If you know, do you reckon the crowds are different? Because a lot of people are telling me that the crowds are, are kind of unleashing themselves a bit more because they're so. Thrilled to be actually back in a venue, listening to live music again, and enjoying themselves. Yeah, I've I found that out. Yeah, they are enthusiastic, and uh, there's a, a a few more of them too. You know, we're selling out a lot more than we did before. But you know, I'm um, I'm not doing that much, Kevin, any, anymore. I'm sort of semi-retired, doing a few gigs with Brian, with Cat, because you know we make each other laugh and we have some fun. And he likes a drink, and I do too. So we have some fun. Glenn's shows are always sold out, though. Yeah. And there's always somebody in the crowd that sings out, "I love you, Glenn." <laughs> so it's really lovely. You know, they're really yeah. enthusiastic. Yeah, especially the males. <laughs> <laughs> you I mentioned you. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Brian Cad uh, just there, uh, Glenn, um, and uh, I, I love the story of uh, when you actually returned to a. Uh, England after living in Adelaide and uh, you went back with Brian and um, I believe you uh, you all lived in a share house there for a while. Now, yeah. you know, share houses can get pretty hairy at the best of times, especially when it comes to looking after your meals and looking after yourself. How did, how did you go back at, at that time? 
Well, there was about six of us, really, and we each had partners. So there was a lot of people in a house, four-bedroom four house in um, South London in, in Dulwich, not far from Crystal Palace. Yeah, it got a bit hairy after a while. Yeah, I was into mysticism, brown rice and whatever in those days. And, and my baldness was showing through as well at the same time. So somebody told me that raw egg is good for it. So <laughs> I used to get down early in the morning and crack eggs on my head. <laughs> <laughs> to the chagrin of the rest of the band. <laughs> yeah, bastard. <laughs> You've eaten all that. I didn't eat it. I said I just rubbed it into my head. Of course, it didn't do any good. <clears throat> and, it ruined their, and ruined their breakfast as well. <laughs> the wildlife of a, of a rock and roller in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all drugs and uh, eggs. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, uh, are you both coffee people or not coffee people or do you need one to get you going at the start of the day or how's that work? Uh, they stopped me having coffee. Oh. Because I'm a bit, I guess, some anxiety problems. So I, I have decaf every morning, and that's it, basically. I'm not, I'm not allowed to have anything else after that. But I was, I was never a tea drinker. Oh, okay. This is funny for an Englishman, but I didn't like tea. Still don't like it. Mm. Irene's a big tea drinker. Mm. She has about seven a day. <laughs> I love my cup of tea. What, what kind of a tea are you into, Irene? English breakfast, strong, extra strong. Two bags. Oh, always. But yeah. uh, Yes. But, but to prefer yeah. that over coffee, Irene, you haven't been a coffee drinker? I was a coffee drinker and uh, I became allergic to caffeine. Oh. Many years ago when I was in Egypt, I was cruising down the Nile and had a Turkish coffee oh. and ended up um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a strong coffee. <laughs> I was cruising down the aisle in, the, in Egypt and having a Turkish coffee served by an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and those <laughs> Turkish coffees are almost, you know, mud-like consistency, aren't they? I want to stand my spoon up in it. Was that thing? Yeah, it is. That uh, ended up in hospital. And oh. I've since been allergic to caffeine, so I just have a decaf every now and then with Glenn. Oh, wow. Well. Yes, we're, we're very boringly healthy. Yes. Apart from the booze. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, won't, we won't talk about that. Sweet, sweet tooth? <laughs> Not me so much, no. No. My father was. He, he had apple pie every day for his um, dessert in the evening. Although Glenn likes a good dark chocolate at the end of the day. Yeah, the lint ball. You know. Oh, yeah. you can stop at one, one lint ball. Uh, two. I, can, <laughs> I, I stop at two. I make sure he does. <laughs> I'd find that impossible. Kevin's able to uh, just, um, you know, snap the, the one square off the Cadbury dairy milk block and able to, to put it away yeah. again, which I just find not normal. Mm. Well, I don't eat chocolate. Don't you? So, no. So I... I'm, don't know. I can't understand. What, Hang what? on a minute. What do you mean you don't eat? That? They're, 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 what's what, what's wrong with chocolate? Nothing's wrong with chocolate. I'm sure, but I, I just don't have a sweet tooth. Oh, okay. But if I do, if I do have an occasional chocolate, it would be the dark chocolate. Yeah. With so what mm. does that leave your guilty pleasure as then, Irene? Hmm. Smith's chips. Oh. Plain. The oh. whole bag. Yes. The whole bag. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> 
Um, it's the crunch factor, isn't it? It's as much about the texture, isn't it? But you, you say so you have more of a preference for the savoury, salty yeah. kind of thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Me too, really. Mm. And we like pate too. That's another. That's another one of our snacky foods that we love. Pate yep. with the little mini toast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you could dip the chips into the pate, or spread the pate onto the chips. Maybe. Or, <laughs> or stick a nice white. Stick a nice white cocktail on, on top of that. Cocktail on That's a good mouthful. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Cheese. Yeah. cheese. Is cheese a factor in here anywhere? Yeah, it's there, but... You like Parmesan, don't you? Or Reggiano. Reggiano, mm. yeah. I like the hard Italian mm. cheeses. I'm not that fussed about camembert or brie. That, that's a bit icky okay. for an English. I like a good cheddar, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a, what's a posh... What's a posh night at the at the Shuricks in terms of, you know, if you're going to have a, a, a really nice meal, the two of you, and sit down and, and plan one out, what would what would you have? What would be on the menu? What, that we're, we're cooking and yeah, hosting? Yeah, just, just you, just you uh, and, and Irene just sitting there just having having dinner and you've decided to have a special night at Inn. Special night? Oh, they're all special, really. Maybe a salmon papadelli. Oh, yeah. With a cream sauce. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's maybe lovely. that. Or Very rich. Yeah. That is lovely. That's okay. one of your best ones. Mm. Mushroom yeah. risotto. Yeah. Another one. You have to be very patient cooking risotto. Yeah. Yes. I, don't, I don't like waiting for it. <laughs> There's a lot of ladling involved, isn't there? Standing very by the stove and ladling. Yes. Yeah. And loving it. Mm. And it comes out in the risotto. If you make a good risotto. Mm. Yes. Well, I we'll... think, and maybe a minestrone. Yeah, but that's not really special, oh. is it? Well, it is, if you make it from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to know, um, to your, the story of the two of you becoming a couple. Tell us about that. Uh, we met on a love boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was um, attraction at first glance. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then we just um, ended up together after that. When mm-hmm. you say the love boat, so it was a it was a, 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 a boat tour, a cruise a tour a with cruise. yeah, it yeah. was a cruise. Ship. I, I was I was on board with my band and doing some shows and met Madam, and mm. uh, that was it. Mm. We live um, we live in the, on the twenty seventh floor of the Elam Building here in Sydney in Kings Cross, and so we can see the ships going by, yeah, from that Opera House all the way up to. North Head, it's, mm. it's lovely. Mm. Yeah. So we see all the ships coming in. Yeah, I love travelling and on boats. Ever since I was brought out to Australia with my family, back when I was ten years of age, on on a voyage, uh, a migrant voyage, you know, ten pound tom, uh, six weeks from London to uh, Adelaide. It was fantastic, and I was ten years of age and. That wanderlust is still with me. So we get on boats uh, when we can. We're going off to uh, India, not, not on the boat. We're going up to India, which is good because we haven't mentioned curries, have we? Only um, once. Up, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going up there for nine days. We're doing the triangle. Yeah, just see all the sights. I've never been. I've been to India, but only on the migrant boats. And later on with the Twilights and Axiom Corps, calling in at Colombo and places like that. But I've never actually been in India for that length of time, nor have you, so. No. 
and then we're going to Bonio. So that that will be interesting. We've never been there. Mm. We've probably never come back. <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be many places you haven't been, Glenn. I would assume in your in your international travels with, with the bands over the years. Uh, no, I've thought about that. South America, I've missed out on. Uh, I never went there. We um, we had a we had a minor hit with uh, reminiscing a little river band that is, and uh, uh, we recorded it in Spanish. It translates to rock and recordando. Record it, it made the top ten in Brazil, but we never never got there, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But I've been in, in every other continent, even Russia. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only passing through, of course. You never want to stay in Russia that long. I wouldn't mm. have thought so. Uh, no, not now. <laughs> are you are you still writing songs? You're still doing that? Not really. No? No, I, I, I've written a few odds and sods and put it aside. And, uh, really, I haven't finished a song in know, five, six years now. Is that because your blossoming movie career is, uh, is uh, you know, about to... <laughs> Oh yeah, have you seen that movie? I've seen Anybody? bits of it. I haven't seen all of it. I actually, I actually, it looks okay. really cute. I reckon it's a lovely little film. Yeah, the people like it, and uh, they tell me, and I got good reviews for it. We've just been in New Zealand, uh, having a bit of a ski. Or oh, Irene skied, and I drank um, <laughs> and watched a ski. My wine. My wine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been released over there and I attended a little premiere in Queenstown on the South Island, which was fun. There was only about 20 people and uh, it was good, good, well-received. Yeah, the film's called A Stitch in Time. Uh, Belinda Giblin's in it, John Gregg's in it, um, you're in it. Now now tell us a little about the character you play in the the movie. Uh, I'm a grumpy, frustrated, bitter... Person, just like I am now. <laughs> and I have to make sure he's got enough bacon in the morning. Once <laughs> <Yeah>. he's <laughs> <Monty's> bacon. <laughs> yeah, Maggie uh, Maggie Blinko plays Lieber, my wife. Yeah. And I'm a pretty nasty sort of a chap. Not nasty, but just grumpy and irritable. But I've got cancer and, uh, well, the inevitable happens. And um, that's it. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a good experience. I'd like to do a comedy, though, next time. I was actually but, surprised um, that that was the only movie you'd ever done. I thought you, you with all the things that you've done, in, because, I mean, you did The yeah. Hogan Show and you did radio and you did all sorts of things. I was surprised you hadn't done yeah. a movie before. Well, I was in a, in a film called Bulla Macanka. Yeah, I remember that. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> there was a band called Buller McCanker. I remember Buller McCanker band, and there was, I do remember a movie, but it. Yeah. All right. Where do, where do you live now? Melbourne. Okay. Now I've been in Sydney now for 1980, I came up here. So I said 40, 42 years. I know this is a difficult question to answer, but because it's been such a, a long and successful music career. Glenn, but when you look back now, do you um are there are there periods of nostalgia when you moments when you think, good goodness me, I, I can't believe that was me and I did all of that. And were there any standout moments for you? Oh, there's lots of standout moments. Um, working with George Martin, that was a great time. Um, we did an album with George producing uh, in Montserrat in the Caribbean. That was a wonderful time. 
um, sharing the stages with many, many people who I've admired over the years, the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, the Doobie Brothers, you know, we got to know those guys and worked alongside of them. The, the real uh, measure of success, though, I think, for me is that um, I wanted to, to be have the respect of my peers um, and, and still doing it when I'm 50. I said that to myself <laughs> back in Adelaide when I was 18. I've, I've surpassed both of those and it's amazing that we're all in our 70s now and approaching 80 even, uh, in all my contemporaries and myself, and we're still doing it, um, which is not, that was never planned. That's just happened. And it, it's, so it's always new. Now the downward slope is a, a, a change as well. You know, I've been so lucky to have been in three good bands with good material and, and good players and, and, and made it big overseas as well, especially in America. That was a great thrill to tour there for so long and successfully. But, um, you know, LRB was a good band and we had good songs and that was the, the key. And we opened the door for, you know, in excess. Um, I just, that there was a good article of uh, Colin Hayes in the weekend paper. And, uh, you know, I have a great respect for him. Um, but, you know, LRB did a good job too. You know, we had uh, about 10, eight to 10 uh, top 20 in a row yeah. on, on the billboard charts. The end of the row is the, the most important part. It's okay having a hit, but then you've got to follow it up and follow it up. And we did that. Um, that was fun. Yeah. And the, royal, the royalty stream's great. <laughs> I'm sure it is. If you had to pick a song, is is it is it reminiscing or is it cool change or is it one a part? both of them? Yeah, I mean they're both they're both great songs that that still today yeah. stand that they've stood the test of time, haven't they? Yeah, reminiscing especially by Graham Gable. He you know he's a he's a great songwriter and um, that that's a unique song. My song Cool Change is the most uh, requested song in, in my experience from my own. Point of view, but it helped us on its way. It was good. Home on Monday. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't, yeah. haven't written a lot, but the little I, I've written has, has been significant. Now, we mentioned a posh night at, uh, yeah. at your house. What if you were inviting people around and you could have anyone you like? You got your dream dinner party? Uh, Paul McCartney. Have you met him? Uh, no, never okay. met Paul. Okay. I met Ringo. He'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on Paul. Who else? The new king, King Charles. I'd like oh. to have him over. Excellent. <laughs> for a cup of tea or now, something. Now, would he get the rounds of the kitchen or would you be a, uh, you know, a, 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 would you be nice to him? Do you, are you a fan or not a fan? Oh, I've always had a soft spot for Charles. You know, he's, he's a bit of a nerd in his younger days, but I think he's going to be a great king. I think he's a very, very sensitive man and he speaks... Very well. Once you get used to that, that sort of voice, it's very um, significant. No, these are unprecedented times, and it's just amazing to be involved as as we are as subjects to uh, to the to the monarchy. Um, I used to be a revolutionary once, but <laughs> I've softened a lot, and 
But I, I hope Charles does all right because otherwise we'll chop his bloody head off. <laughs> <laughs> so who else is on your list? Uh, Peter Sellers would be if he's still alive. <laughs> um, I don't know. What about oh, yours? On, on the home front, I think Penny Wong's an interesting person. Mm. She'd been asked to have as a dinner guest. She'd mm. be very interesting and very yeah. controversial. From Adelaide, of course. Yes. Sean McAuliffe. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tim Keyes. Glenn <laughs> Charles. Yeah. Keith Bertles, Graham Gowell. Blanche Appleton would oh, be, goodness. Yeah. be interesting as well, her life with Bob Hawke. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be very interesting. She was a journalist, as you know. Eddie Izzard. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Right? Off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his. You're going to need a big table. (laughs) We have a big table. (laughs) Did I mention you're shouting this, uh, Glenn, uh, that you're paying for this? Oh, dear. Okay. Well, no, we'll we'll just go out the door. That's quite an assortment of uh, of guests, though, and I'll... I guess I'll save this question for you, um, Irene, because you are in charge of the kitchen and we normally finish off um, these interviews by asking uh, if you have a cooking or a kitchen tip to share. Oh. Yes. Do everything at full speed. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you have all the ingredients out and ready to go. Yep. And cleaning up as you go. Very important. So that when you've when you've actually served the meal, you haven't got a bomb, you know, shelter <laughs> in the kitchen. There's no mess. I think that's important, just being prepared and also cleaning up as you go. Very good tip. Good advice. And lock Glenn on the balcony or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we were talking about dinner guests before. Who would be your favourite dinner guest? Well, of course, Glenn is my favourite oh, dinner yeah. guest. Oh, Every, that's so romantic. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, I love it. <laughs> hey, thank you both so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and delight to have a chat with you. We've really, really appreciated your time and uh, and uh, uh, continued good health and success and happiness to you both. Thank you. And the same to you, both. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. Good on bye. you. Thanks thank so you. much. Bye-bye. And I'm going to close you off now. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> Cheers. Wake me luck as you wave me goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Alrighty. <laughs> no, fantastic hey. to have Glenn on the program. Quite the sense of humour. Yes, a terrific couple. So thank you so much to both of them for uh, for doing the podcast. Yes. But now we move on to... To our pudding fest, which is the uh, food poll, which is golden syrup dumplings. I might do this whole one as Cartman because <laughs> versus, Cartman loves his pudding. <laughs> versus jam roly-poly. Jam roly-poly. No, please don't. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to sing, you're definitely not allowed to do Cartman. Oh, come on. Anne starts us off with golden syrup dumplings. Yum. Rob Westwood says, jam roly-poly, another of my mum's specialties. Fair and dinkum. mum makes great roly-polies, great yo-yo biscuits. Fair dinkum, Rob. You have the best mum. Just slightly slightly annoying sons is the other thing she <laughs> made. Lisa Marie, both. Uh, Rebecca says, 
both veganised the dumplings but haven't tried the jam rollies yet. Oh, I'm sure that you'll conquer it. Terry Daniel says, my blood sugar level rose just looking at those pictures. Yummo, I'll have the jam roly-poly today, but tomorrow I could change my mind. You and Jay says, listen, Paddo, being a country Yo. boy off a sheep station, our cook Mary used to serve both and mostly on Sunday dinner. We'd get dumplings and uh, the old CSR, CSR. golden syrup, uh, so I'll go with the golden oh. syrup dumplings. Come on, Good times. Peter says, both for me, thanks. Kerry Rodder, both. Sarah Warmby, golden syrup dumplings for me, showered in lots and lots of custard. Now, be prepared to feel violently ill as we oh, go through oh, this with oh, what yeah. people put on uh, yeah. their, their dumplings and stuff. This is just, it is a stodge fest. Uh, Leonie says, between these two, it would be golden syrup dumplings, but absolutely, oh. I love caramel oh. dumplings. Serve with a good dollop of cream. Oh. Yummo, that sounds good. Yummo. <laughs> Caroline, oh, jam, roly-poly, yum. Uh, Davin says golden syrup dumplings, vanilla mm. ice cream. Oh, making me feel hungry just thinking about yeah, them. Yeah, the ice cream would be my go-to, oh, yeah. cold with the hot air. Uh, oh. Lydia says, oh, no, it's a hard choice. I love both. And there's also a lot of uh, very um, descriptive <laughs> words used by yeah. people in the passion that they have for this. Sue says, look, I'll pass on both things. Oh. It's no fun. Yeah, there's no passion there at all. Rachel, golden syrup, <laughs> yum. Elizabeth, I love them both. Guaranteed two yeah. kilos per mouthful. Then someone replied yes. that their oven cooks the uh, the calories out, out. of them. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Roz says dumplings for the win. Uh, Helen says both. Kerry, ooh, jam roly-poly. Uh... Amy says, Annie, sorry, Annie says, these glasses, yeah. I'm seriously struggling. Uh, golden syrup dumplings, absolutely. Tony Bennett says, Generally no. <laughs> with custard. Sorry, Tony. Kerry says dumplings. Julie, golden syrup dumplings, hands down, Kevin. Candice White says, can't say I've tried either, but I'd go the jam. Mm, jam, jam. Darren Purchase, jam. There's a man who knows. Yes. Jim Wilson. Neither. Not worth getting fat for either of these. <laughs> Have you got any prawn dumplings or duck pancakes? I uh, don't think we put those up as Sorry, an option. Sorry, Jim, I'll just get on to that. I'll just ring the chef now and say, hello, chef. Yeah, now tell Jim to what? Yeah, never mind. Mark Allen, he's our golfing friend. Isn't he is. <laughs> dumplings. Uh, Jane Barnes says, I've not had either uh, such dumplings. Or, or I've never had... Uh, roly-poly. Ne I've never had neither such dumplings or roly-poly. Yep. They just aren't appealing, so a nay and a nay from me. Fair enough. Old Croaky, this food poll is easy, neither. Oh, that surprises me. <laughs> Kim, Kim says, golden syrup dumplings sound naughty Ooh. but very nice, but I have happy early memories of jam roly-poly served with warm custard as a school oh. dinner dessert at primary school in England. Yeah. The best thing about the school dinners was the desserts. I can still remember oh. them all. Sam Newman. <laughs> I thought we said uh, sponge rolled in jam were de facto lamingtons. Well. <laughs> I think we did. In which case, it is the golden syrup balls of lard. Thank you, Samuel. <laughs> uh, golden syrup dumplings. Now I'm immediately going to my mum's to request some. That's from Lynette. Yes, and you can go straight into Wayne. Who says there are, these are the sorts of things that uh, people ate before sitting around the wireless to hear how many runs Bradman yeah. made or how many Messerschmitts we shot down over London that day. <laughs> what century do you people live in? <laughs> if pushed, I would go with jam roly polies, as golden syrup is truly one of the most vile things 
ever pushed upon us as foodstuff. Mm. The first thing you need to know about it is vegans <laughs> use it as a substitute for honey. Yes. Now, that means it's infinitely inferior to pretty much anything because the weirdo <laughs> hippies dig it. Uh, oh. Sorry, Rebecca. It's, oh. a, it's a man-made, processed, gloppy mass of diabetes-inducing <laughs> filth. It's too much for a coffee cup, Wayne. <laughs> it forms a massive part of the diet of anyone who washes themselves with a rag on a stick. <laughs> it's pretty much... It's pretty much <laughs> Satan's earwax. Can you imagine someone watching this stuff? Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty much Satan's earwax on earth and should be avoided like you avoid anyone who wears a football jumper in summertime. Oh, Wayne. Nicely put, Wayne. <laughs> Uh, the dumplings win. Wow, that I doesn't surprise but me. But the dumplings win only fifty five forty five. I think the uh, the jam roly poly is visually more Im- appealing with that that spiral of of jam going through the middle. I'm I'm a little bit with uh, Jim Wilson. I, I'm a I'm a savoury dumpling person, not a sweet oh. dumpling person. Oh, well, you're no fun, are you? No, not at all. Jim and I are going off to have duck pancakes and uh, whatever it was dumplings right now, <laughs> pork dumplings. You do that, and I'll take your portion of the dumplings. We will. Thanks to the Shoricks for being on the program. We really appreciate it. Plenty more food bites with Sarah Patterson coming, and don't forget the radio show on the Ace Radio Network across Sunday mornings. The Ace Radio Network across <laughs> Victoria and New South Wales. <laughs> On a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, what else would you be doing? Uh, until next time. Can't wait. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.